Hello and welcome to the All Blacks edition episode 48, I think it is now. Wow, we're heading towards that 50, which is which be a, the, a milestone. Um, so yeah, consecutive weeks doing uh, the show. Actually, no, it wasn't consecutive weeks, sorry. We took a break for Christmas and New Year um, on this show, to be fair. But, uh, but even so, still, 50 episodes is still going some. And um, I welcome this evening both uh, Stephen and Michael. How are you going, sirs? Very good. How are you, Paul? Thank you. Sorry for having me again. All good. All good. And um, uh, time for that. Uh, time for that. Some um, jersey to go in the wash. I mean, it's a great jersey, to be honest. But um, we've seen it a few days now. <laughs> oh, mate, it, it's it's my nighttime jersey and my podcast recording jersey. But I can assure you, it's been in the wash quite a few times. Fabulous. That's that's the man's night shirt. That's his night shirt, Paul. He wears it in the evenings after after seven thirty. Once he's had dinner, that's he what that's what he gets into. Uh, yeah. Yep. Hey, listen. Once again, a privilege and a pleasure to be on the uh, TDM two nights in a row, which is always a uh, a good thing and uh, great to be part of the uh, All Blacks edition. And uh, going to be a bit of controversy just uh, looking at your tweet a little bit from earlier this evening, Paul. Well, I, I, well, I think you're bringing the controversy, to be honest. Um, the, so we'll have to, well, we'll see about that. But um, to, before we get into uh, the, the discussion, a quick reminder that this Saturday, uh, Stephen and myself will be at the Zone Sports Bar in Sky City, Hamilton, uh, on, yeah, this Saturday, uh, for the Hurricane, sorry, for the Blues versus the Chiefs game. So come on down. We'll be on, on the microphones from about 7.15, giving you a preview of the game. We'll be back at half-time to, uh, to, to, to fill in what's happened and what we think is going to happen in the second half. And then we'll be back at full-time as well, giving you a review, review of all of the action. So uh, come on down. And um, it's a special one, this one, because it's my birthday. We're going to party like it's my oh, birthday. Yes. Um, <laughs> so come and say hello uh, to me for my birthday, even if you don't care about rugby. But then again, why would you be watching this if you didn't care about rugby, basically? Um so, Stephen, we're going to crack straight on with the um, uh, with the with, with, with the controversy, and I'm going to read out a tweet of yours um, that you came out with uh, uh, sometime uh, during the week, which was for all the talk about Akiriwani, I'm starting to believe that he is no more than a flat track bully, whose first instinct is to try and run over people, totally ignore support players in better positions, and when turns south, his temperament goes comes into question exclamation mark <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it, it's it's pretty heavy and if, if everybody anybody wants to re respond to that i'm at stephen 73 under underscore h it's at stephen with a v 73 underscore h um if you want to reply to that yeah probably listen like just when you think he's going going forward just the 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 Akira Yuani that we we sometimes see when he when the temperament goes out the window is just slowly returns. Now I don't know whether that's born out of out of out of frustration, maybe things not quite, not quite going right. But you know, if you're to ask yourself a, a question, and 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 last year was a bit hard to gauge with the end of season tour. He played well, but let's let, let's let's be honest. I think there's probably a couple of decent um, minor team cup sides that could probably give uh, Chile and, and, and Brazil a, a good run on their day. Mind you, they'd have to, they'd have to scrum well. Um, <laughs> but on, but on, 
I'm saying that I'm just I'm looking I'm constantly looking for more. I'm looking for more development in his game. Um, like to give you an example, there's a bit of talk about Nani Lamalpi being a, a flat track bully, but you're actually just seeing little incremental things he's doing with his with his kicking game, his passing. You know, a couple of people said to me, "Oh, you know, he was a little bit quiet last Friday night." Well, I'll tell you what, he was being used more as a, you know, you probably could argue he's being more used more as a decoy. Um, just on a current, I'm 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 really underwhelmed at the minute. We we know his power, we get that, it, it, it it's good, but I think at times he's got to look at the bigger, bigger bigger picture. And um, quite frankly, both himself and Augustine Pulu, they were absolutely schooled by TJ Perinara at scrum time, not not just schooled at, at the base of the scrum, but just just put under so much pressure, they folded. They, yes, they made some some pretty basic mistakes um, in, in that. Um, Michael, your, your views on, on, uh, on Akiri? Yeah, um, 2016, I was having a conversation with a, a journo who shall remain nameless about Akira Ioane. And what I heard then uh, was that behind the scenes at the Blues, Akira Ioane, um, too, too cool for school, um, terrible attitude when it comes to training, when it comes to media, um, and simply doesn't want to learn. Um, simply thinks that he he knows his craft and, and he's destined for great things. I don't know how true that is. Um, I've never rated the guy, to, to be to be quite honest with you. I, you, you know, I think there's a bit of a um, a, a want um, from some in the media to, to see both Akira and and Rico in the team. Um, there's no doubt that um, Akira Yuani has all the tools all the tools to be a great player. He's got the size, um, he's got the strength, obviously, but he just lacks the smarts. And, you know, you can sit back and you can blame it on the fact that there's a this is a pretty weak Blues team until the cows come home. It's been an, an argument that has been going on for seasons now. Um, if Yuani really was the, the talent that people, a lot of people actually seem to, Think he is. Um, he he would be a far better leader in this team than he is, and you saw evidence as as was pointed out just here. Um, you know, everyone's talking about how well TJ Perinara schooled the Blues. Well, I don't think the Blues did themselves any favors, and and that's when your leaders have to step up. Akira Yuani is a leader in this team, and um, well. We get to really see the the fruits of all the hype. To be fair, I, okay. So he he is a talented player, and there's there's no question around the talent. Um, it's it's the ethic, and as you say, the the, the rugby smarts. Now, the uh, the way he runs over players in the Minor Ten Cup shows you he's got got talent. The problem I have is that he has been able to do that all the way through the school grades, and he's never actually learnt the 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 work side of it. Uh, unfortunately, so he gets a long way on natural talent. Um, that's there. Uh, it's it's the other bits that that, that are missing um, for me. And we thought that we were seeing a, a, that his work ethic on defence had definitely improved at the beginning of this season, but we just not. It just seems to have petered out, um, like a lot of the Blues 
kind of uh, as, as a whole, to be honest. Uh, and yeah, uh, the and he was brought in as a non play as a sort of a training person for the All Black squad, clearly to try and sort mm. out that attitude um, and, and 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 work ethic. But yeah, I think they're still struggling to find that that's that that's that, that, that it's been fixed. I, I can't quite remember. Was he was he a part of the foundation squad earlier in the year? I think he was. Eh? Yes. Yep. Yes. Yeah, well, you know, maybe I, I don't know. I, I'm fairly sure a lot of these players would have been, you know, told what they need to work on, and and um, you, you know, you you got to give the guy the benefit of the doubt, and hopefully. Hopefully he's, he's uh, taken that on board. But I also think I'll, I'll let I'll stop talking in a minute. But I remember in the Olympics at the sevens, um, you know the amount of fights that that Akira in particular started in that tournament. Um, you, you know, and uh, it's just his temperament, like you said, is really uh, um, second 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 rate grade. Go on. Yeah, that's yeah. Um, agree. Uh, the um, what was I going to say? I've gone blank. Stephen, save me. Yeah, you know there was a, a lot of a lot of talk, especially when he toured with the Maori last year, that he was unlucky to make that that um, all, all black squad. But I I think the fact that he was he was given a given a chance with the Maori and probably given that opportunity to come back and then improve. At another level with 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 Super Rugby, and you know, quite frankly, haven't seen enough of it. He he's got to decide if I'm going to use my real strength, which is off the back of the scrum, just pick and go, just go hard and go hard into contact. Look, we, we saw a wonderful example of a of a number eight who has a ton of power in in the European Cup final. Billy Vunipolo, my God. He carried four guys with him to the line. Listen, if the, if that's his one good thing, then do that one good thing, if, if you know what I mean, and, and master it. But I think with the style of game that the All Blacks are, are actually are actually playing, with with a lot more ball ball movements, you know, um, sort of like um, second, you know, behind behind the back passing. I, th- I think he's just got to have a little bit more peripheral vision. And that's what what I'm not seeing at the moment, and that's why I suspect players like um, you know, in terms of talent, Luke White, Luke Whitelock is a is a uh, is is an okay player. We we don't know we know that he has not the power, but in reality, with his limitations, he actually does everything right, and that's why he got got selected ahead of um, Ioani in 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 the story. Even even my God, dare I say it? Even Artie Savia when um, the Canes mixed and matched. And put him into that uh, into into the boot, so to speak, in that number eight position. Man alive, he just made good good yards, but also made made ground in such a way he didn't lose contact with his uh, with his support players by just staying on his feet a little bit longer. So a couple of things. Um, first off, uh, hi three many uh, in the live chat. Nice to have you here. Uh, Vinopola was a beast in the week at the weekend, um, and uh, I sort of think uh, Akiri could cause the same problems. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. If, if if there's a player in world rugby for Kiri wanting to model his game on, then Billy Vinopola is 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 that man. Yeah. Um, the other thing about the foundation squads and the reason I think he was there 
was I think the foundation squad was agreed that basically it was going to be pretty much everybody who'd been selected for the All Blacks last year, which is why you saw players like Marnonu not selected uh, and not going, why you saw players like um, uh, at, um, Kane Hames, for example, if he comes back from injury. Um, so anyway, yeah, if you hadn't been playing for the All Blacks last, if you're playing for the All Blacks last year, you pretty much got selected for that foundation squad. Uh, so I don't think it was quite as so. So it, it's not as sort of um, set in stone that if you were in the foundation squad, you're in you're, you're in the real thinking. So we'll see how that um, how that all pans out. Uh, another one that came up, and I think we're, we're all going to probably say no to this now, because having heard what we've what, what we've been said, but. Um, there have been some suggestions as a solution for the All Blacks six issue is to either put a Kiriwani at six or to move Kieran Reid to six and put a Kiriwani at eight. Um, I, uh, just, you, you, you can show me with, it, with, it, with it just a shake of head if you like, guys, but I, I'm guessing neither of you are on board for that for, for either of those. Ludicrous. <laughs> My, Michael hasn't got a poker face. <laughs> I think I already knew the answer. Um, I'm pretty much in, in, in Michael's court. Yep. Okay. So I just think too on, so, sorry, Paul, on, on Akira, I, I wonder if, because he did kind of improve this year and he said it was pretty good last year. I, I wonder if it, this is a bit of advice that he might be being given or not given as well. Um, you know, it's all very well to kind for, for Junos to assume that he doesn't listen to his, his coaches, but I mean, every player is a, a unique individual, and, and I think it's fair to say that that Tano and, and a few others in that coaching staff, you know, didn't and still don't really have um, the, the the connection with a lot of their players. So, I mean, this could very well be um, just as much outside of of you know Yuani's personality, to, to, for example. I mean, it could be people just pumping him up and giving him a big head and and when you're young hey you'll believe that listen paul before poor old Ashwin at home reaches for the medication because um, <laughs> i know akira being one of his uh, one of his favorite sons i there is something playing out in in my head i just wonder in an all-black environment will he will be Will he, ba- will he basically take on board instructions and, and the fact that you're around a lot of good good players? Would, would that change him? Uh, it doesn't seem to have done so in previous All Blacks squads. Hence, he has been dropped. So, uh, yeah, I, I, don't, um, I, I don't think that's, that's part of it. But I think we've, we've given him as much as, uh, as, as, we need, as, as we can talk around him. So moving on then, who's your All Blacks bolter of the week? Oh, probably I'll probably start. Um, probably George. Probably George Bridge was quite, Ooh. quite, quite sensational against the Blues. I think. I think him and Sebu Reese against the Blues. Probably still against the Bulls. Oh, oh, against the Bulls. Beg, beg your pardon. They're, they're living rent free. They are. They are officially living rent free in my head. <laughs> um, yeah. No. Definitely, definitely, Sevu Reese is just isn't he doing these really amazing things at the minute? And his his speed and and just can find spaces. He only needs a, a little bit of space, but gee, I'll tell you what, that's about as good a game from 
George Bridge, or probably only the one that superseded him was probably Richie Moanga, who's, who's no you longer can't, a bolter. Whoa, whoa, you can't call him a bolter. He's in the squad. Come on, no, no, no. That's what I, that's what I said. He's, he's not a bolter. But, you know, if there was if there was any, what I'm saying, if there was anybody better than, than Bridge and Reese, it was definitely Moanga on the day. Absolutely. No, we had Johnson last week as being the, the, the All Blacks bolter in, in the sixth jersey. Um, so we're looking for those kind of uh, totally out there people. Michael, anyone you saw last week that, that the, the journos have been bigging up? I, I I know this is Bolter, but can I can I put Bolters? I've got three names for you. Three? Oh, well, okay. I'll sit back. Off you go. I'm going to go Brad Weber. I'm going to go Reese Goosen. And Asofo Amua. Asofo Amua? Really? You think you had that big a game on the weekend? Uh, there's something about this kid. I don't know what it is. He's certainly very rough around the edges, but um, a bit of Dane Cole's about that. I, I, I like it. So, And, and Brad Webber. I mean, what more does yeah. the guy have to do? Uh, he just gets himself in, in the right position. And, um, and in terms of Reese Goose, and, you know, fantastic. I, I just, I, I would, it'd be a tough to go to pick him against Sever Reese, but I don't know. I'm just yeah. Those are my yeah. friends. Yeah, I I I actually like Weber especially. Listen, if Weber continues in this vein of form, and and let's be let's be honest, they've had to basically deal with a little bit in and around injuries and and what have you. But he hasn't dropped his form regardless. And listen, at the end of the day, if he misses out on the RWC squad, I can only assume it's personal, fellas. Um, that he hasn't, that he that he's pretty much missed out. I I, I do like the look of um of I think it, it might be pronounced Hooson, um, Hooson as yeah. opposed to, to Goosen, yeah. Um, but yeah, he's he's travelling along nicely. But I still think Bridge, on the fact that he went on the All Black tour last year, and the fact that oh, so, no, this, this 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 section is purely sensationalism about how they've played last week. When none, none of this going. How they did, how they went, went on last. Now this, this is deliberately a sensationalist. Who will the New Zealand Herald and stuff be throwing up there as being the new bolter who's going to go and break? Who's going to go and win the Rugby World Cup, Alan Alan Dollar? Um, so yeah, no, no, none of this, uh, none, none of the sense or reason at this stage of the game. <laughs> but yeah, who's yeah, who, who's been, been has been ripping up, has been ripping up trees as well. <laughs> So we were chatting pre pre uh, pre show about this, but um, the under twenties uh, got um, got schooled by the um, by the Wallabies, uh, and apparently the uh, the coach came out midweek saying that the they couldn't cope with the line speed of the Wallabies. Is is that a, is is there something there that um, that New Zealand sides have uh, uh, are just not preparing for and, and spend too much time? On attack and not enough on defence. Do you think because the this this is where the Lions came in. This is what the Sharks did to the uh, the Crusaders the other weekend. Is line speed an issue for New Zealand sides, Michael? Um, oh, sorry. Uh, listen, some sides struggle with it. I know the I know <clears throat> I know um, a couple of couple of New Zealand sides when playing Australian sides have struggled a, a little with with line speed. And indeed, there's a couple of New Zealand teams that struggle with line speed 
I, I know if I can refer back to the um, the Hurricanes Blues game, I, I personally think the Blues struggled with the Hurricanes line speed. It was it was right up in their face. If you look at that New Zealand squad that went across to the Oceania, I think what we were talking about before the game, there weren't a, there's not a lot of name players. I could I I, I kind of look at the pack and I only see two players that stand out to me that played a bit of Mitre 10 Cup last year, and that's uh, Keanu Kennedy Symes, who's the uh, skipper of the team, and also Devin, Devin Flanders. And, you know, that's, and you look through the rest of the pack, there's a, a couple of other, other names, Plum Tree by Association, is obviously the son of, son of but I've, I've, to be honest, I can't say that I've ever ever seen him playing. If you look now, at the backs. When you, when you talk about those two players, they're both in, in, in Hawke's Bay. Are both, yep. which is a championship side. It's not even they're not even a premiership side. So they're even coming. So when, when we're saying they're not named players, they're even players oh. that haven't. That, even those that are named are in champion are in a championship side, not a uh, yeah, yeah. not a premiership side as well. Yeah, and even the the the, uh, the hooker Kedudu Symes, I think he pretty much got his game time because if I recall last year, Ash Dixon was injured during the uh, during the Magpie season, so he took his opportunity. And likewise with Devin Flanders, there were injuries to, to that side. We, we kind of look at their, their backs. There's a lot of guys that, you know, names ring bell. Quint Tupaya, who played for Waikato last year, looked really good. We saw Etienne Nanaisitoro from Counties Monaco. He looks good. Billy Proctor, the man that they've signed for five years at the Hurricanes, they, they must rate him. That's one of the biggest contracts I've seen so far. And, of course, Scott Gregory um, from Northland looked promising for the Tanifa last year. And, of course, uh, Lester Fayanuku from the uh, uh, Tasman is a big strapping winger, but once again, I look around at all all those other names. No, nobody really recognisable. Um, I know it's a it's 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 a little thing, but if we look at previous New Zealand teams, they've always had you know reasonable pivots, whether it be Stephen Petofeta or Tian Falcon. You know, they've just they've just had some name guys there. I think that the proof will be in the pudding is not only how they perform at this World Cup, but I always watch to see how many players end up um, going on to be professional footballers. I know the team that won the World Cup in Georgia, there's something like about 60, 65, 70, 70% of their team have actually got super rugby contracts. Yeah, yeah you know, I, I just wonder, um, just, just on that, you know, not realising or not really knowing any of these names, that's a really valid point. I mean, um, just looking at the squad for the World Cup, you know, a tiny... Uh, Anthony, so I know Nicetura is probably the only one that I know anything really about. But I think um, a lot of these youngsters are, you know, if if, if the super clubs and, and, and the All Blacks think that they're worth investing in, then they don't they don't get the lot of opportunities. So um, in terms of line speed. Um, when I, you know, I think it's a, it's not a problem. It's just a, a an aspect of um, a lot of New Zealand sides. You know, the All Blacks were quite slow starters at points last year. Uh, Crusaders been slow, slow starters this year. I, I think um, there, there is room for a bit more. Uh, like like Paul said, you know, focus on on defence. Um, I I'm very interested in the argument uh, going on at the moment about like New Zealand teams not not choosing to to go for three points. You know, um, and it was quite refreshing 
um, at the Chiefs game when a few of them, you know, decided to do that. So, so yeah, I, I don't really know how to answer that. I, I just think that New Zealand sides in general um, tend to focus a bit too much on one area of, of the game, and that's usually attack. So, yeah, we could work on those other areas, I think. Yeah, just, I, I, I also agree, but you only have to think back to a certain all-black team in 2017 against the British Lions that struggled a wee bit with uh, with line speed as well. So, listen, the 20s are, are not the lone, the lone ranges. I think it's pretty much how you, you adapt to it and, and you also find out what sort of leadership, you know, you can change, change your game plan. Agree with Michael. I, I think too many New Zealand sides are too too quick to not, you know, they'll they'll basically move ball off the top of the line out, go side, go side to side, and if and, and then if it's not working, then what? You know, sometimes I think it's a little bit easy to actually, you know, you'll see what the, the great thing about the Crusaders, they've they've got a you know, a couple of game plans. They can change it up when they realise when they're getting done by a bit of line speed. All you've really got to do is take a couple of line outs and drive it. You know? Yep. Have a have a have a, have a few have a few drives. It's it's as simple as that, and that sometimes can ne- negate the timing of line speed. In fact, you can almost pretty much pull a penalty if you if you activate correctly. Yeah, no, yeah. That, that was my kind of my comment was it's, it's more not yeah not in the twenties thing, but more yeah is 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 the New Zealand style of playing uh, susceptible to line speed. Um, we'll, 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 I guess we'll see more of that come Rugby World Cup if they can cope with that. Especially come the quarterfinals when they start meeting the Northern Hemisphere teams. But just Paul, through some of the stats. Paul, Sorry, go on. Paul, we, we had a conversation, um, I think it was late last year when the All Blacks toured Ireland and we we spoke about the Irish structure, how they basically just picked pick and went. They, they, they negated any sort of line speed by, by doing the pick and go and going really, really re- directing and just, just looking for structural mismatches to 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 get in behind the All Blacks and I, I thought that's something that they did very 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 well and and let's face it I, I think that's how a lot of the World Cup will be played out I don't think we'll see open running running rugby like we're seeing in the um <clears throat> excuse me in the uh super rugby in the super rugby super rugby at the moment so I'm listen I'm not too fussed that's something like it's disappointing not to have Damian McKenzie but I, I I'm liking the look of um, of Geordie Barrett at fullback because if we're going to that sh- that structure game, I-, I just think he brings the right sort of uh, weapons to the party. Yeah, he has a bit more size. But the so looking at this stat, apparently eleven of the rug- junior rugby world um, uh, junior world rugby championship. It's not a World Cup. Um, just a slight pedantic there. Um, so eleven of the, of the squad have got my ten cup experience. Which, as you say, feels a bit light to me. A couple of players. I mean, Caleb Clark has has not been released from his Super Rugby side because he's starting, uh, unsurprisingly. Um, and then also Caleb Tresk and uh, Finley Briz uh, are both missing due to um, due to injury. But the one name that wasn't on here, and thank you for not stealing this one from me, um, was <laughs> Mike uh, um, Stephen. Um, was oh, actually, can you say it? I've got his name now. Fekatama, uh, was it or? Fakatawa, um, well, <laughs> name name of the moment at the moment. Fakatawa, okay. yeah. Um, the under nine, or, or, or he's nineteen, playing for the 
um, Highlanders and also Hawke's Bay. Um, so uh, really surprised to see him, his name not being mentioned as he's a scrum half. Has had three start, oh sorry, has three appearances. I think for the Highlanders, has really looked like he has got something special about him, um, but doesn't seem to be mentioned either here, either in the squad or as a player not considered due to various reasons. So, a bit surprised his name wasn't involved. But um, yeah, that's the only name I can think of that's uh, that's missing, uh, which I guess tells us that we need more youngsters in Mighty Ten Cup. <clears throat> oh, very much so. Listen, I think one of the the, the other we spoke about one of the real standout features of this 20 squad is just the, oh. the one player rep- representing Auckland, the, the halfback uh, Tofa Funaki, who's, who's highly rated out of, um, I think he's out of Sacred Sacred Heart College, and that's quite interesting. But then again, you look at a, a union like Bay, the Bay of Plenty, who have put a lot of resources into their under-19, and correct me if I'm wrong, they're the current under-19 champions, I, I believe, or national under-19 champions, and I can see there's about, uh, looks like about four or five, so Things looking rosy for their future. Well, if I run through this then, so we've got one from Auckland, nobody from North Harbour, um, and one from Northland. So yep. From the entire Blues franchise area, you've got one player in the under-20s. That's not good. <laughs> yeah, it, when, it, it, it's, it, it's crazy. And the, Chief, and the Chiefs have got, well, if you take into account the... The uh, Waikato players plus the Bay of Plenty players, I think that's around about 11 or, 11 or 12, something like that. So uh, There's also Good. one from Taran. Oh, sorry, no, Taranaki's now now um, now Canes, isn't it? No, no, you're right. Taranaki is part of the, the Chiefs. Wow, that extends it even that extends it even more. So, yeah, there's one Taranaki yeah. player as well, I think, which is the yeah, vice yeah. captain. Oh, sorry, two. Two Taranaki players. So, But more than a, around about a quarter of the population lives in the Blues catchment area. And they've got one player in the squad. That there, there, there's if that's not ringing ringing alarm bells for New Zealand rugby, then it should be, um, basically. Um, Southland and Otago also not um, heavily represented, if if at all, actually. Um, but then again, not a massive population down there. I mean, the, the Highlanders have got the smallest catchment area uh, in, in terms of number of number of people. Uh, so it's that, that's that's less surprising. But when such a big po- portion of your population isn't represented, that's really poor. Moving on, though, um, did either of you uh, have a look at the uh, Blackfern squad that uh, got announced last night? Haven't haven't seen the uh, the full full squad, but it was uh, it was pleasing to see them bounce back in the uh, latest tournament that they were involved on. The, on no, the no, 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 fifteens, fifteens, not sevens. Oh, for things, I beg your pardon. Um, no, to answer your question. <laughs> no. Um, so um, Les Elder, the uh, Specialist 7, has, is, is the new captain. Um, taking over from... Oh, I've gone blank. As to who the... Because the captain resigned last year, didn't she? Yes, 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 yes. Anyway, sorry, or retired, not resigned. What are the word I'm looking for? Um, fam, 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 um Farmacino was her second name. That's Just right. Forgotten her first name. She was the uh, Auckland hooker, wasn't she? Yep. Um, so, uh, so, so yes, we got so the so the uh, so the the, the, the captain uh, is uh, from Bay of Plenty, um, which is uh, uh, interesting. Um, the, the I guess the only other sort of um, players that we'll recognise, um, Michael. I mean, 
and Chelsea Alley is in there. The uh, the the first five for Waikato, um, who we've seen before. Uh, Kenry Coxish becomes one of the becomes co vice captain. Um, and uh, along with um, Salika uh, Winita, uh, who obviously uh, out of Manawa two. Bit surprised to see Manawa two's scrum half isn't in here. She she went on tour last year. Um, shame that she's not uh, not been included, but. Um, I forgot. I've, I've gone blank as to her name, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if you, if you recall, they they took a a few young ones to France last year, didn't they? Yeah. So um, you know, maybe the, maybe the thinking is, well, hey, we gave them an opportunity. You know, they got basically, um, dare I say it, oh, for want of a better phrase, touched up by the by the French over there. So um, yeah, just, I guess it's it's one one of one of the, one of those things. They probably. Had a, had a look around. They get a good opportunity to look at the, the local women's uh, um, championship that runs around the same time as, as Mighty Ten Cup, and uh, you, you pretty much just took, pick the talent that comes through there. A lot of lot of new caps, eh? Seven new caps. Yeah, and we're still. I mean, we're, we're, we're the their Rugby World Cup was in was 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 two years ago now. Um, so it's still early in the Rugby World Cup cycle for them, uh, unsurprisingly. Uh, just a reminder that they're off to the States to play, uh, and they play Canada, USA, France, and England um, in the Women's Rugby Super Series um, before coming back here to play the um, Wallaroos home and away uh, as part of the um, Bledisloe Cup doubleheaders. Pretty, pretty, pretty tough schedule, Paul. If they, man, if they can, <clears throat> if they get five out of five here, they've, they've done pretty well this year, isn't it? Know, that first game against Canada, July third, and then four days later, are you listening, men? Four days later, they play the USA on the on the seventh, and then they have a um, and then what is it seventh? Then they get an an, an eight day break before they play. Uh, is it is it France and then then England? Actually, they've got uh, six games. So crazy, yeah, six games, crazy it's schedule. In, in a very, yeah, pretty great crazy schedule. Michael, you be following this or this or this this this. Uh... Not an area. No. Okay, that's good. Um, the yeah. So six games, uh, as you say, quick turnarounds. Um, the there there is. It's a five round tournament. Is the women's rugby um, super series? They get one round. They get one round off, um, which is why they have a, a break between the France game and the England game um, of eight days. Otherwise, it's a game every four days, which uh, which yeah is um, is is a tough old schedule um, for them. Um, but you got to remember that whilst the um, also, Black Ferns, England, uh, are both fully uh, France as well. I think are fully professional sides. Um, the other sides are not. So, uh, they, they if they run the competition for too long, the women just would not be able to get time off work to come and play in it. So, if when you're still talking about amateur teams, uh, that's that's unfortunately how they have to uh, have to go about things. Um, but six in, in, in six games this year. That's better than last year, where I think they had um, what. Uh, Australia twice and then went and got had played the USA and then French France twice. They played five games last year. Um, hopefully they can build up the number of games they get to play. The other announcement that came out yesterday was that the Maori All Blacks are playing the uh, playing Fiji in a two match, um, uh, a, um, a two two yeah two match series. So it's good to see that they're still getting games. Um, so those two games are on the, oh, where are they? Gone blank. 
uh, Suva and Rotorua, I believe. That's correct. I'm trying to think when, uh, June, June and July, I think. So, oh. June and July. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, sorry, 13th of July and 20th of July. There we go. Um, so those will be build-up games for Fiji before the Pacific Nations Cup, which is a build-up for, obviously, the Rugby World Cup. Um, now, the big thing I've been a bit surprised at here is that the that, that we're going to have a, a double-header in, um, in Rotorua, where the, or actually maybe in both games. Um, sorry, no, I think it's just in Justin Rotorua. Um, of an under-20s Fiji um, against an under-20s New Zealand, uh, well, Maori All Blacks. So a Ma Maori All Blacks under-20 side, that's going to be an interesting one to try and uh, try and select, isn't it? Yeah, there's, I, you know, I don't know if it's necessary, to, to, to be honest. I, I just, I don't know. Um because that'll be shortly, that's quite shortly before my um, um, team starts as well. And you have to assume that a lot of those players will be involved there. So, um, uh, I, I don't know, I'd prefer to keep players who were in, in the um, the Maori All Blacks under 20 or whatever, let them focus on, on what they're doing. And But, hey, gives them exposure and... And um, another game of rugby, so another maybe a bit more money for New Zealand rugby as well. Well, oh, be, a curtain, be a curtain raiser for the for the main game. I can't see them getting that much money for this one. Um. Yeah, I, I, I think Michael once again hit it on the head. I think probably more from an an exposure point of view, um, an opportunity to, to highlight some maybe young, promising young Maori players around, just to give them a just to give them a bit of a and uplift and we you know we get to look at we get to look at sort of more talent coming through and and let's be honest given what we're seeing with our our other 20s we just we i think you got to cast your net far and wide shall we say guys sure i mean i've, I've never heard of a marry all blacks also new zealand marry under 20 side before um <laughs> to be honest I think it's probably the first time they've they've well the first time i've heard of them playing anyway i think it's good that fiji under 20 under 20s get a game um so that's good, uh, and I understand why they're mirroring the the, the main teams uh, as as that curtain raiser. Um, on a totally rabbit hole discussion, guys, what are your feelings about double header games? Do you think they that they work, or do you think they just take just too long out of someone's day, and that people can't actually commit the five hours that it takes for a double header game? It's probably. You go, Michael. Oh, I think it depends. Uh, you know, I really enjoyed the um, the the women's curtain raises to the the two Gladysloe matches last year. Um, really enjoyed that, and it was great that they had it both in Sydney and in Auckland. Um, I, I just I think it's a horses for courses kind of thing. It, it depends. Um, in terms of the Maori All Blacks, no. Um, but you know, if you're going to have a a big Gladysloe test. You know, why not have that, that curtain raiser between Black Ferns and Wallaroos? So, um, yeah, I, I think it's just going to be something that's going to sort of keep keep going on. You know, might attend, sorry, yeah, might attend Cup do it, you know, sometimes as well with Farrah Palmer um, before the main game. So it has its benefits. And, and I guess, 
um, exposure. And, and also, while we're talking about the under-20s thing as well, I think this is a growing push to make, I mean, it's probably fair to say that, you know, college rugby is almost semi-professional now anyway, so it's all kind of going to, towards that, that push of... Um, greater professionalism for those young guys and is that a good thing I don't know but but yeah mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah I'm, 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 I'm a fan I'm, I'm, I'm pro- probably a little bit a little bit old school I always I've always liked a good a good curtain raiser you know if I, I'd always look to see if something is quite appealing the, the only thing that I, that I will say Sometimes I've, I've wanted to say, for example, if the if the Tani Far were playing, I'd always want to go and see what the you know what was running around in the development squad. Problem is, if the main game started at um, two o'clock in the afternoon, the development game was starting at starting at midday, and then you had a, about an hour gap before the main game started. And yeah, that does make for a, that does make for a long day. Good good for the good for the families and supporters who want to get behind. Find their, their particular loved ones, or, or you know, or friends, or or what have you, which I, um, which I, you know, no issues there. But um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I get what you're saying, Paul. Times, times, times precious. But um, I suppose most, like most things, you you packaged. And um, on, on the other, on the other side of it, you know, there's nothing worse than being at a game and then five minutes before kickoff, the stands are still filling. You know, people are still yeah. coming in, coming in through the car parks, and you're thinking, "What the heck?" You know, um, organize, organize yourselves. So, yeah. uh, and, yeah. I, and I get Michael was watching the the double headers or the 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 Wallaroos, Black Ferns, and the uh, Bledisloe Cup double headers probably on TV. And I can get how it works on TV actually. Now, now, now you talk about it because the all the cameras are there, and I understand why they that that costs money, um, and so it's cheaper to to to, to televise. The, the games if if you don't have to reset up all the cameras um and and i guess having that hour break between the two games for a tv audience means you can get up and go do something else and then come back and you're refreshed you're not trying to sit solidly for four hours watching rugby but for someone actually in the stands when you have that hour-long break to me it's too long um yeah and i don't think it works from a uh, from an attendance point of view but I can actually see now, now you've mentioned, I can see how it works from a TV point of view, um, which I guess uh, <laughs> is another discussion entirely that I don't actually want to go down tonight. <laughs> um, so before we get on to our next uh, topic, uh, just a very quick halftime break and the halftime team talk coming to you from Paul here. Um, don't forget that uh, down below there is a link to patreon.com forward slash driving more. That's how you become a supporter of the channel. Um, and this week, for your ears only, I talked um, about crowd, actually attendance figures for Super Rugby. Uh, our, um, wow, what a great segue. Um, and uh, so uh, each each week I'll give you, uh, there's one video on there about giving you my opinion on a topic that you can request. Uh, and also uh, I give, there's, I do an article on there once a week talking about behind the scenes as to what I get up to um, on in Driving More. Um, as the kind of business um, and let you know all about my social media strategies, uh, how much I earn, all of that or don't earn um, and all of that kind of stuff. So um, please feel free to, uh, please, if you uh, uh, would like to support the channel, you can do so from as little as a dollar a month or $20 a month and get yourself 
one of these snazzy bucket hats uh, in the post. So um, there you go. That's our, that's, that's our halftime team talk. So, Michael, you had some opinions about Sam Kane, uh, whether he should play this weekend. No, he shouldn't. He shouldn't. Um, uh, listen, I, I don't think for a second that Colin Cooper wouldn't have said that unless it was a distinct possibility um, that Kane was going to be in this match. You know, he's a very, very good operator of the media. Um, I don't know. You, you know, I I see the argument like, hey, you need to give him some game time. You know, it's going to take a while to, you know, find his rhythm again. And But, I mean, the reality is after this weekend, um, you know, a very, very physical Kiwi derby, um, you know, you got the Reds, and then you got the Crusaders, and then I think you got uh, the Rebels, and and then you've got you know Investor Rugby Championship. So there's a there's a lot of time here for for Sam Kane to to get back on the horse, and and uh, you know I he he hasn't and will not be playing club rugby, and I and I think that's a mistake. Um, but obviously he isn't all black, so we probably you know I see why they've done that, but. I don't know, man. I I, I don't know. I, I just I, if if he plays against the Blues with a softer bench, he has to play against the Crusaders. And and I do you risk it? You know, do you risk it when when it's he's just recovered? I don't know. I'm 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 concerned for him. I really am. I, I yeah. I'm hoping like he. That he that he comes through. I'm pretty sure that the Chiefs coaching staff, medical staff, etc., have, have taken him through all the the right protocols. I would imagine he's probably done a little bit of uh, contact. But do you know if he's actually played any? Yeah, he, yeah, he's had he's had he's had contact. He hasn't played, but he's had he's had contact. Yeah, I I, I this like you, the times like this, you you have trust. In the, in the medical team, and you, you just hope, like he could, <clears throat> excuse me for, for his sake and also the coaching st- uh, medical staff's sake that it that it doesn't go south. Yeah, it's, as, as Michael said, I, I, why he doesn't run out for for, for a club game or two first, um, even if he's just coming off the bench from a club game, um, I don't understand. I think Kieran reason before we've seen Sunderbill Williams do it before when coming back from injury. We've seen other players do it before coming back coming back from injury. Um, uh, trying to think, uh, Charlie Nartai um, did it as well when he was coming back from concussion. Uh, so to throw yourself in straight into a New Zealand derby that we say is pretty much as close to, or it's as close as New Zealand players get to test rugby um, as far as intensity goes, there that it seems to be, to me that seems, yeah, why why throw someone straight in the deep end? Why not bring him back in, in, in gradually? So yeah. I- yeah, I mean, there, there is the issue of injuries, though. I mean, in, in this Chiefs forward pack, but she is not available. Allardyce, um, Allardyce is actually in a, in a cast, by the way. Um, who else is not available? Tilly Sia is out for the season. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, this is, whether it's off the bench or whether it's a start, they would be stupid to start them. Uh, sorry for the language, Colin Cooper, but you would be. Um <laughs> Honestly, I, I think this is a decision that um, has nothing to do with the All Blacks. I think it's been forced, um, you know, maybe a bit of panic here because they don't have 
a lot of replacements left. You got a couple of guys from Bay of Plenty that they've brought in, but boy, oh boy, I some people I was about to say on Twitter today and I didn't, but I would be comfortable leaving Kane out until rugby championship. And even then, only maybe playing one or two games. Uh, there's no rush here. New Zealand rugby need to be smart about how they handle this, but uh, whose um, decision is, I'm not sure. To, well, I think we just have to look at uh, Kieran Reid's form last season when he came back from neck in, from his neck sur- for back surgery or neck surgery? I can't remember which one it was now. Um, back surgery. Sure. Uh, anyway, but um, he... He wasn't himself last season, and there's lots of talk about hey, he's not up to speed. Hey, he's he's too old. He's past it, all that kind of stuff. And this season, he's shown us that that's total rubbish. So, I do think Sam Kane needs some miles um, in the wheels before he hits before he gets to a World Cup. So, I think he does need game time personally uh, to get back up to speed. When you, when you've had that length of time out, that you do need to um, you, you do need to prove to yourself that that there isn't any problems. That you can throw your body in without any yeah. of the kind of yeah. Well, well, I was thinking to myself, well, 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 go and find that confidence at a lower level, mm. as opposed to as yeah. Michael said before, at a level where you're absolutely desperate to keep winning. Um, you know you're going to come up against the blue side that are going to be physical, physical as buggery, and and desperate, and all the all the, you know. They 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 just probably want to want to prove a point that they can beat another New Zealand side, and they're probably got an eye on the Chiefs, looking at all the injuries that they've got, and thinking, hey, this is this is our opportunity. And 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 the Blues, I know that they're probably not the smartest side around. It's fair to say, but they are a very most sides that have played against them. I said they are a very physical side to to play. And uh, yeah, I don't I, like I say, I think he should have got them. Played a little bit of club rugby. Just you've got to learn to walk again before you, before you run. You know, just go and just go and do the things that come normally without too much pressure on, without putting too much pressure on yourself. Um, you know, we may, maybe there there won't be the same sort of physicality. Oh, listen, I've got I've got my fingers crossed for the guy. Oh, totally. Um, uh, Steve, Steve in the live chat. Um... We've uh, Antoinette Brown at twelve, Goodhue at thirteen, Lamappy on the bench, and Geordie to cover all of them. Um, uh, the we, we, we've talked about centre combinations before, and I don't believe Lamappy will be going to the Rugby World Cup. We'll probably get back onto that subject again in a couple of in a couple of weeks' time, Stephen. Not now. <laughs> the um, so yeah, we'll we'll come back to that one at, at a later date. Um, so finally, our regular feature: Who's left this week? Well, nobody, but Jack Goodhue has signed for two more years. Got to be happy with that, surely. Yeah, definitely huge win for um, New Zealand rugby and and the Crusaders. Uh, would have been nice to see him sign on and, until twenty twenty three. I think he's got it in him. But um, yeah, you know, great great player. I think he's he's not your first choice starter. But um, what? You know, what? No, I I, re- I I really don't think he's the first choice All Black. Um, I think that's still. Crossy and then and then Brown, I really do. So, um, yeah, he, he will only grow. And um, yeah, well, well done, Crusaders, for getting the signature. God, Steve, you're shaking your head. <laughs> no, I'm. Uh, I'll, I'll go the other way. I I think he is a he is a starter. In fact, the, personally, if I had it my way, both him and Leonard Brown would be on the on the 
the field at the same time, and it'll be a return of the 2015 New Zealand under 20 midfield. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah uh, good signing for the Crusaders. A little bit of a scoop. I, I actually had a bit of a chat this afternoon. I, I try to have a catch up with a lot, lot of the Northland Club coaches just to see how their their club sides are, are tracking, and if there's anybody up in the in the club scene that to, I can potentially watch out for, maybe got an opportunity making Northland side. So this afternoon I spoke to Cam Goodhue this afternoon, who's the oldest brother of both uh, Josh and uh, and Jack, and uh, just spoke to him briefly about the about the signing. And I said, listen, what what chance of Jack maybe coming north? And he said, well, listen, one of his little tick box things is to actually play with his brother. Josh in, in the same team, so it'll be a return to the Mount Albert Grammar days. So he said, you know, you never, you never, you never say never. But he said the one real deciding thing that could maybe make him come north if uh, if somebody like Scott Robertson, who he has, Ray Robertson, who he has a very good relationship with, that might be the thing that may, maybe brings him up north. So um, yeah, so maybe a case of what watch that space. What do you? So well, if, 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 Razor, if Razor goes, becomes, gets the All Blacks job, then he might be, might think about moving. Is what you're saying? Absolutely, absolutely. That's the with the, the conversation I had with with Cam or the impression that I that I got. But you know, once again, as previously said before, really good win for for New Zealand rugby. We 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 need these guys. We're losing we, we're losing some a lot of experience, and um, he'll be an experienced footballer after he's. He um, attends the, the 2019 RWC. Oh, I was waiting for you to say after he's won the the the, uh, the Rugby World Cup. Never mind. Um, <laughs> the... <laughs> Don't you fight. <laughs> um, so they also re-signed uh, Mitch Dunshay and Billy Harmon uh, at the same time. Did the Crusaders, not the All Blacks, obviously. Uh, two young players who are still establishing themselves at super level. Um, yeah. So yet again... The Crusaders uh, will probably have the least or, or the most settled side year to year. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, if it, if it was a rehearsal for uh, Mitchell Dunshay to get re-signed by the Crusaders, he certainly came up with a big game on the, on, on Saturday morning. I thought he was I thought he was really, really good value. And he showed a little bit of pace racing, running down that uh, left, left touch there, unusual running style, but um, I, the, I the, good, the good old giraffe style, yes, absolutely. Yeah, 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 and he, he come, up, come up with the, uh, can I say it, the Māori sidestep as well, so, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, as well decided to crash crash through the crash through the fullback, but he almost got his, uh, his uh, head taken off by the, uh, the big covering South African, uh, the, uh, sorry, Bulls Lock, I think his name's Jensen or something like that, but man, he's a big man as well. So, yeah, good to see. Um, and you were saying the other side was was a halfback. Uh, no flanker, Billy Harmon. Billy Harmon. Billy Harmon. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a real interesting one because um, he seems to be the seems to be maybe the heir apparent to um, to Matt Todd because the boy Tom Christie, who was the New Zealand twenties, was probably destined to be the next cab off the rink in the Crusaders, but. Uh, no, credit to Billy Harmon. He's taken his opportunity. Seems to carry. Seems to be a real tough carrier into contact and a, a real competitor at the breakdown. And Matt Todd hasn't uh, declared what he's doing next season, but I think most of us expect him to head overseas. Uh, in all honesty. Um, 
so I think that's I we'll, we've covered everything on the uh, uh, on, on in, in the notes boys anything uh, anything else that you want to have a quick yarn about yeah No, I think we've pretty much uh, covered everything, Paul. Probably then the next time we get together, we'll be down in Hamilton on. Uh, so yes, Saturday. don't forget. Yeah, on, on on Saturday, come and join Stephen and myself down in Hamilton at the Zone Sports Bar on Saturday for the Blues versus the Chiefs. We'll be on the microphones from seven fifteen. Um, so uh, yep, so come along and join us there. And as I say, that's my birthday on Saturday. Um, so not not that I'm asking for any for any extra drinks or anything, honest governor. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> so what are you what are you drinking in? <laughs> um, hey, beggars can't be choosers. Whatever whatever you get me. Um, <laughs> so Michael, uh, let people know about your new podcast and where they can uh, have a chat with you uh, during the week. Yeah, so uh, you can find me on Twitter at Real Mike Pullman. Um, interact with both these guys quite a bit, so it should be easy to find me. Um, yeah, and Accidental Offside, our rugby podcast, uh, available on Apple and Spotify, as well as YouTube. Um, had a great chat to Paul a couple of weeks ago, thanks a week ago. Thank you for that, Paul. Um, hoping to chat. Uh, with Graham Mead, uh, Minty, the broadcaster, coming up soon. And I'll probably be doing a <clears throat> a solo show uh, tomorrow talking. Not quite sure about what yet, but we'll come up with something. So, yeah, go have a listen to that. And, um, yeah, thanks. And, uh, Stephen, obviously uh, the best place to catch you is on the Driving Mall um, uh, YouTube channel uh, or, or, or you're over there on Twitter. But, uh uh, we might want to hide your Twitter handle after the controversy at the beginning of the show. Um, <laughs> thank you very much for joining me again. Uh, thank you, everybody. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel up there. Down there is a uh, link to the main channel. And um, over there are two videos, YouTube, uh, Artificial Intelligence, as you'll enjoy. So go check those out. Thank you, everyone, who's joined us in the live chat. Um, uh, we really appreciate you um, joining us uh, and, uh, uh, and and giving you, giving you comments during the show. Uh, so, yes, thank you, everybody. And um, I'll be back tomorrow with um, Ryan uh, from the Tribe Sports app uh, previewing all the um, Super Rugby games. So uh, see you all then.